Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. TNT, watch me explode. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Actually, this is the very First Andrea K show of 2017. And I hope I'm saying that right for some of all y'all out there because I've been hearing people say, don't call it 2017, call it 2017. Oh my gosh. We still have some PC word policing going on out there, even though this is a new year and a new administration and a new America. If not, maybe a, a restoration back to the original America. I say it's a new America, a new dawn for America, and I'm super excited. Could not be more thrilled about the prospects for this great nation, as well as for myself for the upcoming year and all my friends and family, especially those of you out there follow, following me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Love, love, love sharing this time with you all, and it's always an honor to do so. And I'm also sharing this time with none other than my buddy in crime, Dijon. Hey, hey. Hey. Uh, we may need to change the open, though, Dijon, because after this holiday season, I may be up up to about 103 pounds of dynamite in a dress because it has been a hog down, baby. Oh, I can't, <laughs> can't even fit in my pants after this holiday season. <laughs> is that why you fell down the stairs? Because you is, were holding I, too, many, too many plates of cookies? Thanks for calling me out on the air there, Andrea. <laughs> yes, I did fall down the stairs yesterday and injure myself. <laughs> Well, well, there's worse ways that you can you can injure yourself. You were hopefully you were sober when that was happening. I was. I was. That's more embarrassing. It just means I'm getting old. Right. (laughs) All right. Um, So much to cover in this hour. Um, Hopefully we're going to cram it all in. I've got an amazing lineup of guests for you. Uh, My first guest is just such an amazing gal who's probably, you know, not known to have a hog down or fall on her face because she is just an amazing hot witch in, in who actually competed recently in a bodybuilding championship because she is as amazing on the outside as she is her brain and on the inside. It's none other than Megan Barth back with me. Hey, Andrea. Thanks so much for that intro. That was great. And I'm in the same boat as Dijon. I had the competition in, let's see, it was like November 1st, Halloween uh-huh. uh, time frame, and I can't fit into my what? Girl, I was thinking you were the only one. I was thinking you were the only one that kept it healthy over the holidays and kept it clean, eating clean. Well, after I get one of those competitions, I go, you know, kind of just I go all the way towards the wall with pizza and the hamburgers. And then come January, I get serious again. Well, so. you know what? It was definitely t- I'm glad to hear that you're normal, by the way. Yes. And yes. you're one of us. <laughs> and, you know, what a time to celebrate. Right. I mean, what a year yeah. end to celebrate, given what's happening in the country today. We mark um, the beginning of a new administration, which includes, of course, uh, a new Congress, the 115th Congress. Uh, started session this morning, and one of the first orders of business actually happened before Congress even took session today because there was, uh, you know, and Donald Trump, he's already had success going back to just days after he took office with what he did with Carrier and others, and today he even had success with Congress before they even, 
you know, slammed the gavel down and actually took session because I guess uh, the GOP was trying to uh, pull back in the reins of oversight and have the House control the oversight of ethics on the House. And Trump was like, oh, no, 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 it ain't going to go down like that. And then they, they pulled the reins on it. So he's already doing what he needs to do with these people, right? Right. And I thought it was very interesting to hear a couple legislators, and they were on the radio, so forgive me, I don't have their names, but um, I believe they were Republicans, that they want to have the government work on behalf of the people again. Oh, what a concept. You know, we've gone so far away from a government that is of, by, and for the people due to the last eight years, if not beyond. Um, that the, the growth of government truly is the enemy of liberty. And we see this through the rising health care costs, Obamacare premiums, mm-hmm. uh, the increase in crime due to open borders. We look at Chicago, and that's my hometown. Mm-hmm. And oh, I didn't know that. It, it, just, it just kills me to see that the, the town has been overrun by gangs, not by guns, by gangs. Yes. And, and this is why the Democrats failed so miserably in November. Is because they didn't connect with the American people. Mm-hmm. They were connecting with the elites, the global, the globalists, right. and they were really campaigning on failed policies of the last eight years. Right. Well, I think they were actually continuing to campaign on failed rhetoric, failed bumper sticker, mm-hmm. you know, platitudes with no results. I mean, the platitudes got Obama elected in '08, and and you know, people gave him the. The power of the incumbency, as well as a whole lot of propaganda and lies and cover-ups, and as well as Romney's failures, got him reelected. And then people started looking and saying, even the minority groups, and they were like, where is the result? On top of it, there was no accountability. We got this Valerie Jarrett going around saying there was no scandals under the Obama administration. And on top of no scandals, you know, he didn't do anything to embarrass himself. You know what? That's it. Keep, keep going with your lies and your Baghdad Bob propaganda. The American people know every scandal that happened. They know that on top of all those scandals that there was absolutely no results on behalf of the American people. Nobody's lives were any better. In fact, they were worse. And then on top of it, um, you know, there was no accountability. And for and that, the lack of accountability, the drain the swamp promise from Donald Trump was huge in getting him elected. And what was so pivotal to me and to the American people, why it was so important that people understand what he did with this ethics move that the House was trying to trying to pull today was it was a reminder to the people. It was a reassurance that he is still committed to that promise. But he made a lot of promises, Megan, and he's got the first hundred days coming up and he's got a mandate of the people in spite of the fact that she won the popular vote. He's got a window and it's not a particularly long one. And he made a lot of promises. What do you think should be his focus and what should he fulfill first in his first hundred days? Well, the first role of the president is to uh, protect our country from enemies, foreign and domestic. And so when we look abroad and we look at Turkey and we look at the the, uh, nightclub shooter, the terrorist, and we look at uh, Berlin and we look at France and we look at Orlando and we look at San Bernardino and Merced, and the list goes on and on, Boston, New Jersey. And we have suffered more terrorist attacks under Barack Obama in eight years than we have suffered before. And it is due to the fact that we have an open border situation whereby now the Barack Obama administration is just basically placing refugees in a variety of, of red states. That is not by accident. That is by design. And so we need to get our handle around the border. We need to empower the men at the border. And it looks like that Trump is already going to keep up to his promises because they've asked for information from Border Patrol as far as surveillance and procedure. 
so I think what we need to do is start first uh, in, in getting our arms around the situation, specifically with the amount of Syrian refugees that are flooding our border. We have over 10,000, a 200% increase over last year, and 99.9% .9 of them are Muslim, and they're being placed in communities like I said, across our country, which is mm -hmm. predominantly in red states by design. Mm -hmm. uh, these people have not been properly vetted. We certainly don't know who they are. And also they bring with them a variety of diseases. We see another tuberculosis spike. Uh, it wasn't too long ago that we thought we had tuberculosis under control. And now it's coming uh, in Nebraska. It's coming in Oklahoma. It, mm -hmm. We've got tuberculosis here and everywhere. And that is directly related to a open borders situation. So we need to get our arms around the border. We need to really uh, rein in the visa overstays. There's at least a half a million people that, have, that are just walking amongst us that should not be here because they are overstaying their visa. And we need to look at the K-1 visa program, which allowed their jihadi bride of yeah. Paris and San Bernardino to come in. So we really need to look at those, I think, first. Obamacare is obviously on the table, and it needs to be on the table for repeal and replace. Yet that is such a intricate piece of legislation purposely designed not to work, purposely designed to be difficult to undo. Yes. Because that was just certainly the, excuse me, the premise for single payer. So uh, that will take a little bit longer. But I mm -hmm. think um, removing also the regulations, which are impacting uh, multiple companies, much like NAFTA, renegotiating the trade deals, mm -hmm. uh, creating the environment uh, by reducing the amount of regulations and the power of the uh, EPA, et cetera, that have enacted these, these regulations should also be one of the primary uh, functions in his first 100 days. But we're already seeing him have multiple successes on the job front with the latest information coming from Ford Motor Company today that they are going to invest in Michigan instead of invest millions of dollars in Mexico. Yeah, you know, he's he, there is so many opportunities here. The, the great news is, is that as in, despite I don't know if you saw the weekly address, uh, Obama going out, I mean, the, they're in, they're in full propaganda mode trying to trying to rewrite history of the last eight years. Uh, we all know how bad things are when we've got almost half the American public on some form of government assistance and job participation rate back to the Carter era. There is tremendous opportunity for him to really just jumpstart this country back. And um, it, but I and I'm just really praying that he doesn't do anything to squander it because, um, you know, there's nothing worse than hope lost. You know, um, I, I've been trying one of the things that I've been trying to do uh, for a few weeks now is trying to maybe help reset expectations from people, because I, I think that, um, you know, people might have an expectation like with Obamacare. You're right to say that it is it's a complicated it's 20 something pages. And Obama himself did something like 70 something pieces of executive order on his own, rewriting and rewriting and rewriting the law. And I think that, you know, so many people have an expectation of Trump that he's going to be able to to just easily make magic uh, through magic overturn everything and automatically make everything wonderful he, he can't do it all in 100 days and he's going to have to prioritize and I'm just hoping everybody has the right expectations that he's not going to be able to fulfill every promise and it's not automatically going to necessarily look exactly how he said it on the campaign trail um, but what I like about his strategy is he is getting immediate small successes that people can continue to hang their hope hat on while he tackles the really big ones like Obamacare. But this is a businessman. 
as we all know. And there was a lot of reasons why a businessman was elected. It is not a government official who or any combination of government officials who are actually best, in my opinion, to turn around Obamacare. It's actually a businessman who understands business and the insurance business is just that it's a business. Uh, Last question for you uh, is about the confirmations. We've even got John McCain and Lindsey Graham and other Republicans already making noise about assisting the left in fighting the confirmations. How do you see that playing out in the first 100 days? If I hear uh, something called a bipartisan solution, that is really only a solution by a bunch of Democrats and two Republicans, namely John McCain and Lindsey Graham, I'm going to spit. Uh, They have fought against this uh, Trump administration since he was on the campaign trail. They aren't agents of change. Quite frankly, they are fossils. And they were part of the problem. The American people rose up. Um, We can argue about the popular vote and if that's valid or not. I don't believe that without California, Hillary would have lost. And that's why we have the Electoral College, oh, by the way. Uh, So, you know, this bipartisan solution that the liberals especially keep touting, um, it's bipartisan. It's bipartisan. Well, it doesn't. It's not bipartisan if 90 Democrats want it and two Republicans. Okay, <laughs> uh, technically it is. Right. But, but 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 when you look at it, it's not. So um, they can continue to, to dig their heels into the ground uh, and go against the will of the American people. But sooner or later, they're going to suffer. I would not be surprised if they sided with the Democrats because they've been voting like Democrats. It was mm-hmm. even Lindsey Graham who came forward and said if. Donald Trump uh, undoes DACA or DAPA, which is the dreamers, the parents or the children, that he will craft a bill in order to basically reinstate it. Yeah. I mean, they are so far out of touch with the energy and spirit of the American people. That truly, I mean, I, I just, I kind of just shut them off after a while. It's really, yeah. they are part of the old guard. Yeah, and I really wish the, the, the voters who reelected them had shut them off a quite, quite a while exactly. ago. All right, well, thank you so much for being here, Megan. I appreciate it. How can people read your work and, and find you? Uh, Reaganbaby.com on Twitter, Reagan underscore baby. And on Facebook, I have a Reagan Baby fan page. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here, fabulous hey, Andrew, lady. Always good to talk to you. You too. Have a good one. All right. You know, Megan is right. The number one job of our government is to make us safe and to keep us safe. And that includes our borders and includes uh, the threats that we face. Stay tuned because coming next, it is the one and only Dr. Sebastian Gorka. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. 
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Yeah. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Dijon playing some of my favorites. Although we should have flipped that a little bit because Barry White has that deep, you know, amazing voice. And that would have been perfect to tee up my next guest because a he's good intro, a good intro. That would have been great bumper music to intro my next guest. Dr. Sebastian Gorka, welcome back to the Andrea K show. Thank you for having me. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. And congratulations on becoming the latest Fox News contributor. I am so excited for you. And um, you I, I doubt you. You wouldn't know this, but last week I actually featured you on my show as one of 2016's top five breakout stars of the year before that even was announced. And, you know, but it came as no surprise because on behalf of a grateful nation, thank you so much for becoming a breakout star, bringing your amazing analysis to the threat of uh, Islamic Jihad. Thank you so much and congratulations. Well, that's that's very kind. That's an introduction my father would have been proud of and my mother would have believed. <laughs> Um, Over the weekend, it was uh, another holiday, another week, another day, and another Islamic terrorist attack, this time in Turkey, correct? Yes, uh, uh, an awful attack that thousands of people killed in a very populent uh, restaurant, uh, kind of bar, disco. Uh, The Islamic State has already claimed responsibility for it. This follows on from the assassination of the Russian ambassador in Turkey as well. So, uh, again, the world is on fire. Jihad is everywhere on the streets in San Bernardino, Orlando, uh, Europe, and even uh, Asia Minor. That is the reality all Americans have to understand. Well, um, President Obama doesn't seem to understand that because if you watched his weekly address or any of his recent statements as he's leaving his administration, the world is much a safer place and we're just more respected around the world, Dr. Gorka. Yeah, it's it's really incredibly dishonest. Uh, the, the president actually gave a speech uh, just a few days ago in which there have been, he said, there have been no foreign orchestrated terrorist attacks on U.S. soil. That's incredible. I mean, simply the goal to say that as people buried their dead relatives after Orlando, as an individual tried to detonate multiple IEDs in New York and New Jersey, the, the semantics and the game and the, and the, uh, the complete internal propaganda machine that is, uh, is today's White House uh, does a disservice to the average American. And, and purely the fact alone, we have arrested or killed 125 people linked to ISIS in America since the Islamic State was declared two and a half years ago. That's the truth that this White House doesn't want you to understand, and that's why January 20th is so very, very important. 
Trump, uh, I was just talking to my previous guest, and when I asked her what his first 100 days priority should be, you know, so many people are talking today about tax reform, tax reform, and Obamacare, and, you know, and everybody's excited today about a recent jobs announcement, but she reminded my listeners that the number one job of a government is to protect its citizens and to protect uh, us against threats, both foreign and domestic. What do you think Trump should do in his first 100 days to deal with the threat, to deal with this issue? Well, this is the reason that I, I wrote the book, Defeating Jihad. And in it, there's three very simple things that the next president uh, should do, in my opinion. The first is to simply get politics out of the threat assessment. We have an administration that has censored the reality of what the Islamic State is and who our enemies are. You're not allowed to even use the word jihad or discuss Islam when doing counterterrorism training in America. So that has to stop. And we know that's going to stop if you look at the text of uh, Donald Trump's Youngstown speech. He understands who the enemy is, and he's not afraid to use phrases like radical Islamic terrorism. So that's the first thing. Second thing is we have to rebuild all the relationships that have been almost destroyed by President Obama in the Middle East, especially with those Sunni nations that are fighting on the front line, especially Egypt and Jordan. Uh, that is, is the most important diplomatic measure that has to occur. And then lastly, uh, a lesson from the Cold War is, you know, killing terrorists isn't enough. You have to stop people wanting to become terrorists. So we have to have a very um, full-throated and robust counter-propaganda campaign until jihadism is no longer popular, is no longer trendy. Those three things together, and we will win the war against global jihadism. This is the Andrea K. Show, and I'm talking to the one and only Dr. Sebastian Gorka. What impact on um, our relationships in the Middle East and what impact on this war against radical jihad is there from the U.N. resolution and how the United States stabbed Israel in the back? Yeah, the the ramifications, it's too early to tell what what they will be uh, in the medium to long term. But the fact is, uh, this really did an incredible disservice. And it was, as you say, a, a stab in the back to our most important ally in the region. Uh, America, under the new leadership of uh, President-elect Trump, can do a lot to undermine that. Uh, He can't undo the resolution because it is the United Nations resolution. But we can punish politically, diplomatically, economically those nations that supported the resolution. And as has already happened, even though he is just a a president-elect, we can express our strongest support possible for Israel and for the administration of Benjamin Netanyahu. And I expect that to continue after January 20th. Um, all, the, all this conversation, uh, the, um, we've got the Obama administration and Valerie Jarrett saying there was absolutely no scandal whatsoever during their administration in spite of Benghazi and the Iran nuke deal and the, the ransom payout and trading traders for Bo Bergdahl. Um, you know, uh, uh, but to me, so while they're saying there was no scandal, uh, on the same, on the other side, they're actually trumping up a false scandal, a, f- a fake scandal in terms of the Russians and the, the Russian hacking, uh, that's gone on with Putin. Uh, and, you know, suddenly Putin is the greatest threat that we face. And, you know, meanwhile, Trump is hoping that he's going to build some type of, a, of alliance with Putin to help us fight radical jihad. How do you view Putin and the possibilities of him being an ally in this fight? Look, let, let's be factual about Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin was a KGB colonel. The idea that he's some kind of champion of Western civilization or Christendom is absolutely absurd. He wants to kill the jihadis that threaten his nation, but he's not here to help America or, or the West. 
uh, he is an individual who used to persecute Christians as a KGB officer, not help Christians survive. So let's be realistic about who he is and not wear rose-tinted spectacles. Nevertheless, history shows us that you can ally with uh, undesirable uh, negative personalities if there is a greater threat. We did this with the mass murderer Joseph Stalin to defeat the scourge of fascism and Hitler's Third Reich. So uh, let's have a very clear-eyed uh, understanding of who Vladimir Putin is uh, and understand that he is not a friend of America, even if he wants to kill specific jihadi terrorists. Yeah. Um, last question for you. The Center for Studies for New Religious, uh, Center for the Studies of New Religions said that more than 90,000 Christians were killed in 2016, and of those, 30% were killed by radical Islamists. Um, yet every time there's a terrorist attack by radical jihadis, the first thing that they do is tell them, don't jump to conclusions about anything going on with, uh, you know, con connecting the dots between anything with Islam or what have you. And But nobody is really talking about the flat-out genocide of Christians that's taking place around this world. And I'm actually not even hearing Trump talk too much about it. I mean, he did after Turkey and, you know, uh, that assassination, he, you know, that it, there were attacks on Christians because that was around Christmas. What more can be done in this area? A lot. First, we have to, uh, as you said, we have to make this a front burner issue. The fact that Christians have been decimated since 9-11, the fact that a million Christians in Iraq have been killed or forced out of their homes, that has to be something that becomes the, the touchstone of American foreign policy in terms of helping those those uh, fellow co-religionists. Uh, on top of that, we should help them. It's not just about helping Kurds. It's not just about helping Yazidis. We should help those people protect themselves. The, the issue that we're not even adequately uh, assisting uh, the Kurds to arm themselves when Christians are having their churches burned to the ground in the Middle East is absolutely outrageous, especially if you think of the fact that these are the oldest Christian communities in the world. We tend to think of Christianity as a Western thing. Of course, it was born in the Middle East and North Africa. Syria and Egypt were Christian nations before they were Muslim nations. So uh, I expect uh, President Trump to be very, very supportive and actually take actions to help our brothers and sisters in the Middle East. Well, I thank you so much for being here, Dr. Gorka. I could just spend the entire hour talking about nothing but this. Um, how, what's your schedule going to be on Fox so that people can, can see you and hear you there? The no fixed schedule. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Seb Gorka, that's S E B G O R K A, uh, I always have uh, my announcements up there. I'll be on numerous shows Fox News, Fox Business, uh, and also please do check out my website, thegorkabriefing.com, and my book, The Feeding Jihad. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Have a great day. God bless. Happy New Year. You too. Bye bye. All right, we are going to can keep this party rolling. I've got another fabulous guest on the other side of the break. It's Rod Hatley who's going to be here to answer a couple of the questions that you listeners put out there for him. So we've got some business to talk about, some other fun topics. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. She's always gone too long. Anytime she goes. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hadley of the Hadley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Oh, that's one of my all-time favorite songs, Dijon. Ain't nobody. Ain't nobody does it better. I like to think ain't nobody does it better on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. right here than Andrea K. Hey, I've got an announcement that I want to make for you guys going in. You longtime listeners of the Andrea K. Show remember back in the day when Dijon and I were at another radio station and we had the in-studio cam and y'all could see me dancing on camera and watch kind of the what's the happening at the station. And y'all have missed that. And there really hasn't been a way for me to do that here. Well, I now actually have a way to do it. And I'm actually going to set this up in advance. I'm going to do a Facebook event, put it out there so everybody knows in advance when I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to start doing... I'm going to start recording every show on Tuesdays during which I will do a Facebook live during that. So you guys can watch the show, see me record it. It's a little bit different than watching a live show. Maybe might make it even more interesting. And then that way, those who are available during the day to listen to the show can actually watch the show. And then those who aren't can tune in at six o'clock. So it's basically two times a day. Here on Tuesdays, the people can see and hear and listen to the Andrea K. Show. That's going to start next Tuesday. Okay, so stay tuned for that. Um, back with me this week, though, is my buddy Rod Hatley. I don't think we found a song for Rod, though, did we? We need a signature song for Rod. Oh, probably, I'm probably Taxman by the Beatles, but... Oh, that's right. We did talk about that. I think we need something a little bit more... <laughs> happening in the tax man by the way although just because that's not like one of their like main songs that everybody knows mm-hmm. well that's right? probably true yeah yeah um and a lot of people don't realize that in addition to estate planning that you are a tax man you're a tax guy you're, yeah I'm a, I'm a tax attorney by training so uh that's uh when i got into estate planning when i first came off of active duty in the navy mm-hmm. jag corps i moved to san diego and got a graduate tax law degree from university of san diego and so, uh, and that was, I wrapped that up in 96 and then went mm-hmm. into private practice. And so mm-hmm. hard to believe 20 years got, got away uh, that quickly. Well, I know it's, you know, when you're a kid, you just feel like Christmas is never going to roll around again. Right. <laughs> and then as you get older, it's like, dang, we're 20 years ago, you yep, know? Exactly. Um, so we've got some interesting topics that were put out there today by the listeners, actually, that they wanted to hear, hear from. Sure. Um, one of which this actually came through Twitter, not on Facebook, but one, um, uh, 
Twitter follower posted to me that 19 states are raising the minimum wage. We've known that this was, you know, kind of a, right. a thing that was happening across the nation. Mm-hmm. And that there are some states like Arizona, Washington, and Maine to where the increases are so significant to the employers that it, it's the equivalent of a $3,000 tax per employee mm, and yeah. uh you know you know as somebody who does taxes for for businesses and, and individuals i mean that can have a huge impact and it, it made me wonder and the question now remains as as we go forward what kind of impact that could have that was the question that was posed to me through twitter and who sent that information to me well and i think as we go forward into the new year uh i think the argument that's been made is that if you increase the minimum wage which you know was never designed to be head of household income, but uh, if you increase it, what you're probably going to do is you're going to drive that employer out of business because now you're squeezing their margins down even more. Yeah. And assuming that they stay in business, they may actually eliminate a job. Yeah. Or they may go the route of saying, "Well, gosh, I could just automate that particular job." And so you may start to see these kiosks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a McDonald's or wherever. Yeah. And instead of paying a, uh, an employee to be there, uh, to take the order, et cetera, you just may see these people replaced with a kiosk. You step up, you go to the kiosk, you make your selection for what do you want? You want mm-hmm. a drink, you want a burger, fries, what, yeah. whatever. And now, uh, you've, you've removed an opportunity for somebody trying to get into the workforce. And I think that has, um, you know, kind of a ripple effect going forward. Well, I'm hoping that with the 3,583 regulations that President Obama has, you know, um, put in place that have really been a, a chokehold on um, entrepreneurship and startup, as well as, and that's just the federal ones. I mean, California, we have just a ridiculous level of, you know, state regulations that maybe that will help offset some of this because it really, you know, you really hate to think, you know, unfortunately, we're not at a place to where the minimum wage jobs, we, we actually have people trying to raise families on that. Sure. And so I'm actually hoping now that that is legislation that maybe the easing up of some of the regulations that have happened will kind of offset it because, yeah. you know, there's not really any tax breaks for them because on top of it, they've got Obamacare. Right. Exactly. Now. Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, I had a previous guest on the show who was saying that she's not really optimistic that Obamacare is going to be able to be repealed and replaced quickly because it is so complicated, so convoluted. You've already got so many people on the rolls with it, mm-hmm. but it is a backbreaker on business. Well, yeah. I, <laughs> and as uh, I, I've seen my own uh, rates, you know, just more than double. So it's certainly, uh, you know, but I mean, it, the, the various trade-offs, you know, uh, I think 20 million people that didn't have coverage now have coverage. I mean, and so is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Or is that, well, is it is, is the net effect kind of neutral or it doesn't really mean that much? Well, I think it doesn't mean much if, if, you're, if your premiums have doubled, if your deductibles have tripled and nobody takes and you've got, but you've got an insurance card that nobody takes. And I think that yeah. that's kind of the difficulty that people are in. Um, what I like is that President-elect uh, Trump is saying that he will keep a couple of the provisions that both sides say that they like. But clearly, um, you know, I, I think when you, it's not working. And, and, and I don't think the solution is single payer. So we'll have to see what happens with that. But I got to move through some other questions okay. that some of the other listeners have put forth. Sure. Um, one person said, asked me what crazy new state laws okay. are happening <laughs> around the country. Yeah. Uh, I, I took a look on Google for this and, uh, this isn't exhaustive by any means, but, uh, just some fun, uh, uh, interesting, uh, laws that are now on the books in various states as of Sunday in Illinois, it is now legal to hunt for catfish with uh, pitchforks or spears. Probably didn't know that. Yeah. 
Um, okay. I'm not sure why anybody would want to do that, but it's better than catfishing with your hands, which was kind of like a popular thing that was happening for a while. But anyway. Exactly. Uh, in, in Oregon, the state legislature has banned the use of sky lanterns, uh, which are the these decorative lighted boxes that are released into the air at celebrations. Apparently, and there is legitimacy behind this. Fire marshals don't like the risk that these items present if they should float away mm-hmm. and uh, land on something that could be damaged like a building or okay. a, a Okay. Uh, growth of trees. At it makes sense. Who knew that sky lanterns, which I had never even heard of, were a problem? But yeah. hey, okay, yeah. all right. And in uh, Pennsylvania, uh, beer customers are now able to purchase six packs at local grocery stores and are able to purchase beverages in any quantity from a beer distributor. Uh, up until now, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania uh, restricted uh, the purchase of alcohol meant for customers. Uh, only one case at a time and only from a distributor. So now, huh. uh, who, who knew? I had no idea. Yeah. So Pennsylvanians now apparently have more choices than they had before. And I suppose okay. that's a good thing. Yeah. And uh, let's see. There were some uh, interesting laws in California, but. Um, the craziest to me is that you can't touch your phone while driving. Uh, yeah. I think that's going to be a challenge. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because it's like somebody, somebody who's a friend of mine, Connie Powers from Minnesota, she was like, does that also mean no cigarettes, no makeup, no this, no that? I mean, you see so many, some cars have some amazing complicated systems yeah. of GPS. They, they're synced up with all the, your computers and this and that. They're far more dangerous when I see people riding down the road with basically operating their car's computer mm-hmm. than me holding my cell phone, not even doing anything with it yeah and uh let's see the the gentleman uh again i found this on google uh this is uh, ab 1785 the hands-free law they call it this is another example of government gone wild Mm -hmm. it proscribes driver behavior so severely that in and of itself he believes it will cause more accidents and more Mm -hmm. deaths not only must the phone be dash mounted meaning uh you'll have a permanent distraction right in front of you but you may not text, take photos or videos, or enter GPS destinations while driving. Uh, fat chance of stopping those activities with a mere twenty dollar fine. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, I I understand the idea behind it, but I think you know as as it usually happens, it, it's hard to put the stuff into legislation uh, in such a way that it's meaningful yeah. and has any kind of deterrent effect. Right. It's feel good measures that oftentimes end up, you know, hurting more than it's helping. Bingo. Moving along. Um, can social media sites be sued in, in a class action for discrimination of customers? Because what's happening is if you've got sites like Facebook and Twitter where, you know, they have one particular point of view, like Facebook was, was caught recently only trending, you know, certain stories and, uh-huh. and they have minders that basically they're a liberal outfit and they've been stifling conservative speech they've got customers where you've got disparate treatment between two customers uh you know it's it's a it's an interesting question i would be surprised if if a suit like that hasn't already been brought because the first day of law school many years ago i always like to joke i became an attorney in a different century and so (laughs) the first day of law school was a civil procedure class and i'll never forget this as long as i live uh, our civil procedure uh, professor said, you can sue the Pope for bastardy if you'll sign the cost bill, which <laughs> what that means basically is you can sue anybody for anything. Yeah. So as I say, I think in a case like this, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there haven't already been suits that have been filed by uh, upset uh, customers of Facebook mm-hmm. or any of these other social media sites. And um, so certainly uh, the, the folks at Facebook, I, I'm, I know they've got a team of lawyers and, yeah. and something like this has probably already been brought. 
So that would be my guess. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll, maybe that will be a research assignment is yeah. to see if something like that's happened. And sure. maybe we can follow up. That was C.V. Burton who posted okay. that. Uh, another big story today, last one for you. Um, the founders, the originators of the ideas of IRAs and 401ks have now come out and said that they feel as though they, they're kind of feeling bad that they came up with this, this idea. I think it was the, the head of HR for Procter & Gamble, P&G, who originally had the idea, or maybe it was J&J, who thought of the idea of a 401k and come to find out, which to me was easily predictable. Businesses were like, well, why should we have pensions now yeah. uh, for our employees? We can just get them to you know do a 401k, mm-hmm. we'll match it or not, and then we don't have to do pensions. And sure enough, that's where we're at. And we've got a lot of Americans now, particularly with the volatility in the markets, we've got Americans going into retirement with really depleted 401ks or somebody switches jobs and they don't really understand why they need the 401k. You know, and, you know, you deal with clients in terms of estate planning. Oh, sure. It all factors into it. Absolutely, it does. And, uh, you know, the the joke is, you know, my 401k is now a 201k (laughs) or a 101k, (laughs) you know, after the downturn in the economy uh, years ago. And, uh, you, you know, it, 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 whenever you have any kind of retirement plan like that, certainly uh, you can designate a beneficiary um, to receive those monies if something happens to you. And so the Which idea, you can't with Social Security, by the way. Well, you, that's right. I'm, well, there, yeah, there are certain uh, – I'm not an expert on Social Security, but I know there's certain survivor benefit pension portions of it. Okay. And, and uh, so I'm not the best person to uh, address that Part of it, but I will say this for those uh, of your listeners who do have uh, any retirement plan monies, whether they're ERISA qualified or like an IRA, uh, which is not ERISA qualified, but it, you know, retirement plan monies of one stripe or another, it's always a great idea. If you've done any planning, update your plan to make your uh, plan, your, your retirement plan monies payable to your living trust if you have one. Um, what I'm saying is don't put your retirement plan monies into the living trust. That'll make it immediately taxable. We don't want to see that happen. But what you can do is you can, uh, structure your living trusts in such a way that it can be the, the beneficiary, if you will, of your retirement plan proceeds. And then if you might have children or whoever your ultimate beneficiaries are who have maybe a spending problem, or maybe Mm -hmm. they have a substance abuse problem, um, that those monies can be. Uh, accumulated for their benefit and then, you know, spent on their behalf. And so there are great ways that you can set this up the right way. Yeah. But again, it, it just, you know, please consult with a competent estate planning attorney to make sure that you're, you're getting the best bang for your buck, not only in terms of your retirement plan monies, but also for the way you've structured or set up your affairs so that someday when you're gone, mm-hmm. um, things go the way you would want them to go. And, you know, it would be a a, a, a real tragedy to have a, a beneficiary mm-hmm. receive monies that they then go and drink themselves to death or, right. they, you know, uh, y- yeah. they have a meth addiction or what have you. They're, they're using that money inappropriately. We can structure it so that it's right. held for their later use and enjoyment and spent on their behalf by a, a, a third party trustee. Well, as well as maybe if you've got a child that's got some form of disability that's going to need ongoing assistance after you're gone, it's yeah. a way to special also needs for sure. special need. Yeah. Oh, there there are specific trusts for special needs. Absolutely, there are. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. And so, I mean, and, and the reason why these are set up is because if you're receiving uh, SSI and or Medi-Cal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then those are great governmental benefits that you want to protect for your beneficiaries. And so, the way the law works is if you get any kind of a uh, uh, windfall like a, an inheritance, unless it's structured the right way, um, basically you have to spend down your inheritance to zero. 
Mm. You lose your governmental assistance. Then you have to go and requalify oh. for your SSI and your Medi-Cal. And that, that's just, that's unfortunate. And it's so easily, right. easily avoided. So always encourage uh, moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, et cetera. If you've got people in your life that you want to benefit, maybe there's a special needs person, you know, talk to an attorney, get things set up the right way so that whatever inheritance you might leave that person mm-hmm will not disqualify them from continuing to receive their important governmental benefits. I hope I've got a particular set of my family I hope is listening right now. So thank you so much. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, best way to get in hold, uh, a couple of ways. Uh, my phone number is area code 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. Or you can always send me an email to rod at hatley, H-A-T-L-E-Y, lawgroup.com, rod at hatleylawgroup.com. Well, thanks for being here and being part of the lightning round. I, my pleasure. And your homework assignment is to follow up to see if there was any class action lawsuits or any lawsuits about customer discrimination with sure. the social media sites. Happy to do that for All you. All right. Thanks so much. You're welcome. All right. Don't go anywhere because we've got the final segment of the Andrea K Show coming right back up. We're going to have some more fun. Yeah. Spider-Man and Freezing full effect. I'm ready. You ready, dude? I'm ready, Slick. Are you? Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Home buying and selling can be a daunting and stressful experience. It will likely be the biggest financial purchase of your life. Hi, I'm Julie Mills Brennan, and I've been selling homes in San Diego for over 20 years. I've seen the market in its highs and in its lows, and through the years, I've immersed myself in nearly every market area. I realize that anyone can find you a house. I want to find you a home, a home that you will build great memories in. Call me or text me at 619-992-7113. Call me today. I would be honored to help you find your dream home. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, yeah, I want to shoot, baby. Shoot. Ooh. How you doing, baby? Uh-huh. No. Not you. <laughs> the bow-legged one. The bow-legged one. <laughs> yeah. Well, Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. That's a little salt and pepper. Uh, here I go, here I go. Here I go again, girls, what's my weakness, men? I could do that whole rap, by the way. Reminds, salt and pepper reminds me of my gal, Della. You know, Adela couldn't be here this week, mainly because she didn't want to be. You want to know why? Because she says she is bored to death with them people up in Hollywood, okay? She says she is just completely uninterested in them. In fact, um, you know, I think that we can count on the fact that um, Della's probably not going to be watching uh, the reboot of Will and Grace after Deborah Messing messed with her fans when she was trying to boot Trump out of the presidency, that he won fair and square. And by the way, speaking of entertainment news, Trump won fair and square in spite of the fact that Miss Megyn Kelly did everything that she could 
The same Megyn Kelly who did nothing to expose Hillary Clinton's ties to misogyny and rape of women and torture of women through Saudi Arabia and her husband. No, she spent all all her time doing everything she could from beginning of the first debate to try to boot Trump out of the primary. And it didn't work. So what is she doing now? Now, Megyn Kelly, she has booted Fox to the curb and she set it over her way to NBC, which is very fitting because her fakery as a, quote, journalist was so fake, there's really no place for her but the number one nation, the number one outlet for fakery in journalism, and that's NBC. Um, in other news, in the end of the story segment, follow-up, a little sweet karma for sweet cakes. Do you remember this story, Dijon, up in Oregon, to where uh, this Christian bakery was basically run out of business? The one that wouldn't make cakes for the gay weddings? Yeah, uh, wouldn't make cakes for the gay weddings. Not unlike designers that are refusing to do any fashion designs for President-elect, uh, First Lady-elect Melania Trump. Or how about the dancers and the singers and all the other ones that are refusing to perform at the inauguration, right? So anyway, uh, same thing here, except that these people, Sweet Cakes, ended up being fined $135,000 for emotional damages from some jerk in Oregon official who was the head of labor division. Well, he decided to try to ride that all the way to being secretary of state. And he lost. He not only lost, but he lost in a landslide to a Republican when a Republican has not won that seat in Oregon or I think anything since 2002. So there is some sweet karma for sweet cakes. Um, and, you know, I decided this week we're into a new year. I decided to like maybe do, you know, some some different segments that instead of just, you know, I did the last week's fool, this week's tool awards and the hero of the, the week awards last time. Let me know if you want me to still do that. But I thought it might be interesting to just do some follow up on other stories. Speaking of follow up and in the um, according to the Federalist and follow up to Obama's uh, moves all around the nation to try to, you know, make sex, how did he declare it? That sex is not, gender is not a biological fact, according to Obama now, but it is a, quote, state of mind. And that's what's really been behind the nationwide push uh, for transgender this and transgender bathrooms. Well, you know what? The state, here's a little follow-up for you. Uh, The Texas Attorney General won a nationwide injunction to block Obamacare, the mandate requiring taxpayers to pay for transgender assignment and abortions, both are which completely um, voluntary. These are like elective procedures, okay? And there's no way that any taxpayer, I don't want to be paying for that anymore than I don't want to be paying for another facelift or anything else for Dolly Parton be done by a plastic surgeon. This is ridiculous. It is a shame that it ever got this far. And um, so in the follow-up segment there, there's a little sweet karma there against the transgender uh, movement. Um, and I, I, and my new segment I call the Lanyap segment. Do you know what Lanyap means? No idea. Well, Lanyap in, in Louisiana means a little something extra, something good, something yummy, something something sweet and divine that you didn't really expect to get. Um, did you know that there were two twins that were born in San Diego over the weekend, but in different years? Did you? Hear That's this? awesome. Yeah. One was born like right at 11.59 and the other one was born at like 12.02 or something. I'm a day older than you. (laughs) I'm 
I'm a, I'm a year older than you. Year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. Uh, but y'all know how much I love canines and, and fur babies and canine children. And so I found this site called OurBetterWorld.org. I'm in such a good mood going into this new year. There's such a time of hope and optimism. I thought instead of ending the every, every week with last week's full, this week's full, it end with something like uplifting. And um, I saw this amazing, sweet story on this site called about Tilly, the therapy dog, and how Tilly works with, um, or Telly works with Jereen, this nine-year-old girl who has such a disability, she can't swallow, she can't speak, she's really struggling with motor skills, but she has come out of her shell with this little Telly, the therapy dog, so much so to where, you know, she's actually even made friends. I mean, it's just really, I'm going to get choked up thinking about it. It's just this little dog. This golden retriever, not a little dog, but this dog has just really turned this nine-year-old girl's life into magic. And it's just wonderful. So I would encourage you all to go to OurBetterWorld.org and check out Telly, the therapy dog, and how she's working with Jereen. And watch the video of the mom talking about how, you know, in this country, you know, in the world, we're just too quick to be intolerant and to judge people from disabilities if somebody's not perfect. And um, it just really, just really brightened my heart and just, just made me happy. Um, don't forget, speaking of new going to the, into the new year, I'm definitely starting a new plan for you all to gain more of you getting involved. 6 p.m. sometimes can be a little late for some of y'all because it's 9 o'clock on the East Coast. So I'm hoping my new plan is going to make it even more fun, make it you know, more of a party here with all my old time peeps, get new peeps involved. So I'm going to be I'm going to be on Facebook Live every week. From 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. right here, Pacific Time, every Tuesday, I will be recording the show, but it's going to be via Facebook Live, so you'll be able to watch, and you'll be able to see Dijon and everybody here at the station, and then the show will replay later that night at 6 p.m., and then, of course, the podcast uh, will be up. But I'm also looking for your ideas for the show and uh, going throughout the year. Something you want to add, Dijon? Oh, well... uh I hate to put a damper on your your new tactic of ending the show on a high note, but I've got a bit of a bittersweet announcement for you. What? Uh, this will be my last Andrea K show <gasps> as the producer. What? As I am leaving for Mississippi in exactly one week. I've got I got picked up on air at a station for middays, and so I'll be heading off to start my career. You know what? That is bitter for me because I just love you so much and I'm going to miss you. But I can't tell you how happy that makes me because Dijon, your very first time behind the mic was with who? It was with you. (laughs) It was. And I actually, I got you a little something. I got you a little bottle of Creole mustard. Oh, Zatarain! As as someone from Louisiana, you know that Creole mustard is to be used in place of Dijon. Yeah. (laughs) It is. But there is no replacement for you, oh, Dijon. Well, None. So, what do you tell tell us about the show? Are we going to be able to hear it out here? Uh, well, What's there's the there's an app for the station. It's okay. KZ ninety four three is the okay. app. It's WKZW. I'll be on from ten a.m. to three Monday through Fridays. It's an eighties nineties and now station. Oh, awesome! Yeah, my, music that's I my music. Get. Yeah. You're going to be playing, you got to mention me on air at some point when you play some Shaka. I will. I wouldn't be anywhere without you, and that is 100% true, so oh, well, I'll be sure you. to mention you. Well, thank you so much for everything that you've done for me in the show, Dijon, and it, the first time you sat in with me, it was around a tough time, because it was when we lost our beloved John, and mm. that was tough. So we've had a lot of bittersweet moments since we've been working together, and um, stay in touch, will you? 
I will. Absolutely. All I'll right. be two hours north of New Orleans. Yay. I'll have to, we'll have to meet up sometime next Definitely. time I'm in the South. All right. Well, oh, that is a sad note to end up. But you know what? It's actually a happy note because I am very happy for Dijon and his future success. So got to leave it there. I'm happy. I'm happy to have you all share this time with me. And I'm happy for Dijon. Let's keep this party rolling. Follow me on Facebook and Twitter and on Instagram. I always forget about that Instagram, but I never forget about you all. Love you all. Have a great night.